0: Somebody pointed out to me, uh, it might have been you, Hmm. so congratulations, that apparently, you know, we were watching The Mandalorian. Yes. And one or other of us remarked, um, you know, it's great that he's committed to not taking his helmet off. Yes. But, I mean, not the character, sure, the character, but also uh, Pedro Pascal, the actor. Yes. But we don't know that it's him in there. Uh huh. It could be anybody. Uh huh. And then. Then we saw a news article yep. that said, literally, uh, Pedro Pascal doesn't play the Mandalorian in every episode.
1: Exactly. <laughs> what? I know. I know. Apparently, he that's was, not the way. I know. Apparently, he was on doing a show on Broadway at the time. Well, but
0: congratulations. Like,
1: but you already like made this commitment to this TV show. So then, why would you be on Broadway at the same time? It doesn't really make sense to me. Um
0: I think cuz he's in demand and because not showing your face affords you the opportunity to to take other jobs. Yeah, I know. But that is seems like uh dishonest?
1: It it seems weird to me. Yeah. yeah. Um and he does do the voiceover for every episode. Well, of course he does. But and
0: It's like the thing. So he yeah. could do it on a phone from London Probably. or wherever he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I watch say Uh, Star Wars like I understand that James Earl Jones is not inside the suit
1: yes (laughs)
0: like we've made that decision that's that's the deal the contract that we've made with the audience I get it but I feel like we were I I feel cheated I feel cheated
1: yeah yeah and I think that they did actually in the same article mention that because they wanted to be like oh this happens all the time in Star Wars but it's like Mm, it's not quite the same thing. No,
0: screen you know? rant. You don't need to convince me of anything. Right. If they wanted to, on so many of these. Okay. So I feel like the consensus is out or maybe not. Can there be more than one consensus? Sort of uh, right in the name.
1: Sure.
0: I don't know. But the diehards love star, uh, the Mandalorian Wars yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bad, toxic fans who hate all the new stuff and women and minorities love The Mandalorian. That's always a good sign. Yeah. I yeah. feel like a lot of my friends are like, it's fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, if you're going to have a Star Wars live action show yeah. on TV, which is this is like the first one, right? Yes. Um, You know, it's a good starting place, but I mean, it could definitely be better.
1: And um, that's kind of where yeah. I am. I do think it could be better. I do but, like it so far. Yeah. And I do kind of want to see where it goes. My
0: needle is is just sitting there. Oh, okay. It's about as still as The Mandalorian. All right. Or well, maybe not. It could be a different needle. We don't really know. <laughs> and I know these are huge. Every one of these are huge productions. They probably cost you know, millions of dollars per episode. Yeah. Um, the one with uh, Gina Carano that uh, Bryce yes. Dallas Howard um, directed. directed. Yeah. And that's okay. People aren't mad about that.
1: No. That was the one, <laughs> as part... lot, It seems
0: like there's a lot of women in that one. Yeah. Uh, just let me get through this, okay? okay. <laughs> so anyway, that was a huge production uh, with a night shoot and the giant ad and all mm-hmm. these props and, and many, many people and pillboys there. And I just, I, I get that that is a huge shoot. So you couldn't say, let's just have um, P- Pedro come in, uh, we'll shoot him in the hero shots and the close-ups, you know, when it's him. And then every other time it's just his stuntman running and jumping in the pond right. or whatever. Like I get that that's probably the way it is anyway, but right. you guys wanted to do this. you know? Just, I don't know. It, yeah. I, it's frustrating. It is. To know that the first good thing. Oh, man. Which one of those consensuses am I? Uh, the first good thing in a while to come out of uh, Star Wars or at least um, something untrammeled by any kind of uh, negative aspects except mm-hmm. kind of bland uh is is a lie. It's all a lie.
1: Yeah, I know. You
0: know the baby Yoda? Not even real.
1: He's a puppet.
0: That's just a CGI effect and a puppet.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I thought they but... cast
0: a small come on, more Oh, I see what roles you're rolls for small green people. Small people.
1: people.
0: <laughs> come on. What's, well what's next?
1: You know, there because there's a, a lot of merch that has not come out yet or will not be available for Christmas, you can pre-order it. So people are clamoring and making their own things. Don't
0: make this a Baby Yoda story. Whoa,
1: why not? I'm just saying I've seen a lot of people come up with their own designs for Baby Yoda crochet or what have you. And then the most recent (laughs) thing I saw is somebody was making uh, sugar cookies and they are like, Just break the head off of an angel and then make it baby.
0: I got these old gremlins cookies. Just put some green frosting on them. Yeah, there you go. uh, Or, you know, it's already there. I know. This is, per- this is perfect. This is emblematic. I mean, this started off as a conversation about something else, Star Wars, and turned into Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda conversation, I, I so that pretty much tells us everything, everything we need to know. know about where we are right now in yeah. Star Wars. Where are we? We're in the air. We're in your ear. We're the Just Enough Show podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host.
1: Hi, I'm Mikan Hana. And
0: we are not going to talk about Baby Yoda anymore, okay. unless it comes up organically, or somebody else can give me a juicy scandal about how that's not the real puppeteer for Baby Yoda. That guy had a bar mitzvah. All right. So they got the backup All guy. Right. <laughs> uh, no more Baby Yoda talk. We've got some other talk to do. We're talking about news. Uh, we've pointed out in the last couple of weeks that I, I think we're pretty much fall cleaned at this point. We don't need to go I any further so. into that. Plus, we're almost to Christmas. Yeah. But the phones are still ringing and the ringers are being turned off. Thanks, Mom. And... Uh, <laughs> Also, uh, we are uh, still dealing with news. There's a lot of news. A lot of yes. things are announced. I don't know if it's just people are um, cleaning out all the press releases. You shake that hopper and it's like, oh, man, we forgot to tell people well, there's a new Xbox. Right. We're or... trying to get
1: stuff out before the end of uh, the decade. Yeah, I guess I think so. that's what it is.
0: So maybe that's what it is. Anyway, we've got uh, a lot of news um, from uh, the recent uh, world of The Nerd. Uh, also, we have a video review uh, movie uh, that's fairly popular uh, this earlier in the year. Yep. Uh, it's come out on video, DVD, Blu-ray. And that movie is Ready or Not. And I thought we'd talk about that a little bit mm-hmm. um, and probably make some jokes about whether we're ready or not or whatever. Talk about it. <laughs> and uh, also, of course, hot, just highly, hotly anticipated. Take yes. your shoes off. Put your fedora on because (laughs)
1: Tom Tom Jane's back back in town. In
0: The Expanse. Season four of The Expanse has finally been released on Amazon Prime and we're here to talk about it.
1: What if Thomas Jane as Miller was like Santa Claus? Because he's kind of (laughs) like... What? Because he's kind of like this mythical person, like only Holden can see him and it's not really Miller, but it just kind of takes the form of Miller. I don't know. I'm just kinda of thinking end of the year, holiday stuff. Um really happy he helped bring us back the expanse. So, you know, maybe he can bring us some other good stuff at the end of the year. Thank you, Santa Miller. I'm so
0: confused. I'm so confused. Are you trying to get the show art out of the way early? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what's going is is this in the show or is he real? He's in our world.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: true. He's but... like, you can have all the agua you want. Here you go, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets you a Soda Stream.
1: Oh no, now, that's
0: kind of problematic <laughs> too, I guess. But it doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, he doesn't. He's beyond all that now. <laughs> all these petty little arguments. So yeah, we'll be talking about the Expanse too. People are excited, of course, about the Expanse. Um, it's tough because when you get these streaming shows, I think everybody, nobody should. I think the era of binging is over. That's yeah. what I want to say. Okay. It's not. It clearly isn't. But no. I want to stop to it. Okay. Uh, I want. <laughs> I want people to watch things in a, um, you know, a, a good, a healthy, requisite amount of time. Sure. And so something like The Expanse comes out, mm-hmm. and then everybody is already talking about it on social media, and people brag about how they just blasted through off. ten hours of it. No, yeah, I mean yeah, on yeah. a weekend, we probably watched ten hours of TV on a weekend. Or films, Um, I'm not proud of it, but yeah, it's just so weird that people wait so long for something they're so excited, and then they just shotgun. They don't savor
1: it at all. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I've am I like that? The bag of Um, Cheetos, maybe.
1: Well, do you? Are you like that? Am I like? (sighs) Um, I think in some ways, but I I don't know. So so like one particular show that I really like a lot is the Great British Bake Off and they decided they're they're on Netflix and they decided this this past season they were not going to release all the episodes at once and really? i was kind of mad that i couldn't binge watch them all but at the same time every weekend i had a new episode to look forward to that's so it was kind of nice
0: <laughs> that's called television i know what what, hap- what where was the break where was it youtube maybe Guy standing in front of the elephant enclosure at the zoo, whatever the first video on YouTube was, mm-hmm. was that the shot that was fired where now, let's keep blaming things on, we can, millennials, you're off the hook. Right. Zoomers, you're up.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, where people just expect to get everything right away, because what you're describing, that used to be called television.
1: Yeah, that's true. But at
0: some point, either the audience or the people in charge decided, uh, no, you just get it all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, but thanks, now I have to stay off of social media for the next two weeks. That's so true. So I don't so learn I can who catch baked the it. best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also have to, I'm forced to shotgun this so I can be part of the conversation.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: I mean, boohoo, we've got... I know. A lot of great media to watch.
1: Right. It's a it's a good problem I have. Really. Maybe it was
0: Apple because Apple does this thing where they, we kind of know what they're working on but they're secretive and then they've finished it and they announce it and it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So the... Apple conference or whatever it's called comes around and they go hey there's a new iPhone and it's available right now
1: and then everybody's like, like oh I gotta order it I didn't
0: set $899 aside to get right. this thing plus right. all the uh, yeah a thousand bucks for all the accessories mm-hmm. but of course people do or that's you know I'm sure the credit card companies are happy where is this going <laughs>
1: Where does binge watching come from, I oh. think, is what you're looking Well, that's at. where it
0: started. I yeah. think it's going into my frustrations with Christmas and the holiday season. But, uh We'll talk about that maybe later. First, let's talk about the news. Well, let's start off real quick just talking about a story that you um, sent to me. Okay. So clearly, uh, you must feel like it's an important story. All right. Hopefully, you'll have something to say about it. Mm. Uh, the story is that uh, the... Show creators of Game of Thrones, David Benoff, whoever you say his name, and uh, D.B. Weiss are producing an adaptation of a graphic novel uh, by Hans Rodionoff and Keith Giffen uh, called Lovecraft, and they're doing Mm -hmm. this for Warner Brothers. Um, I mean, in this day and age, I just assume it's for cinema, but I suppose it could be for Uh, a streaming service or something like that.
1: Yeah. So, okay, a couple of things. A little surprised that they're announcing a project that isn't part of Netflix since they just signed off on a huge Netflix deal. But my other thought is, oh great, some problematic creators are going to adapt a problematic thing.
0: What? How could it be any different?
1: I, I know. How
0: could it ever be any different? I
1: know. but he, it's They
0: just... are the Scarlett Johansson I know. of writer- I they directed like one thing that last episode of Game of Thrones but writer, producer or whatever you want to call him Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it was never going to be any different I just it's like it's Frank Miller horse, 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 horse horse. yeah, I'm like it's like three projects down yeah, the life of Marie Curie uh, a story about the uh, about the Korean War or making Charlie Manson look like a cool guy and they're like give me the Manson one
1: right? it's just like they make bad decisions this just solidifies that for me and I think I'm looking forward to what they're doing on Netflix even less because of this, honestly.
0: Well, are they going to do anything on Netflix? Because they would be fools to drop their $100 million Netflix deal.
1: They would be. But
0: they also did drop the, the Star, Star Wars, Wars thing. deal. Yeah. And don't give me the he said, she said. I know. You know, they were f- fired. They quit. Whatever. Um, whatever happened, um, they apparently didn't do enough to succeed in it mm-hmm. or felt like they wanted to leave. So. Yeah. Maybe they want to do this instead. Uh, I should just fill people in. Uh, This is a vertigo graphic novel, which in itself, I don't know. It's questionable about. I haven't read it, but um, should it ever been made? I don't know. But it's like, check this out. What if the things that H.P. Lovecraft wrote about were real?
1: Oh, nobody has ever posited that question before. Yeah. Like including H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And so what do you do? Like give him a black friend or something? Oh, God. <laughs> because there's, yeah, just, there's you, just no you way, there's it? no way around it, and I, I almost, I hope this does get made because it, it will start a conversation. Hopefully, but you either just ignore that all of the problematic stuff about him. He doesn't have a cat. Let's just say that. Yeah. No cat. Yeah. Uh, or you try to redeem it and fix it, but then it's like, why would you bother doing that? The real truth is, is that he was the way he was. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a lose lose. Yeah. Why I make agree. it?
1: I I don't know. When there are so many other
0: things that... great, Yeah, all right. He had a great mind and he created all this weird stuff, but that weird stuff is in so many other things. Like Lovecraftian is barely even an adjective anymore because every single property has some kind of weird tentacle, old, mysterious type of thing.
1: I mean, I guess if I want to play devil's advocate on myself, I am excited about that Nick Cage film that's coming out soon. Yeah. That... um, uh, I don't know. Just
0: yeah, we're practiced in the art of separating the art from the artist. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, bring the artist in, get him right in here.
1: Right?
0: Uh, no, leave the cat outside.
1: Yeah, I just I um. His
0: cat's name was N-word. <laughs> just stop it. I don't. Stop. Know, I don't know if people. Can. I just want to make sure. There's no point in being subtle. I've been accused of being too subtle. His I, cat's name was N-word. So I've,
1: I've heard that insinuated in other <laughs> it's places. It's not
0: insinuated. So. It was real. It okay. really okay. was.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> I feel bad for the cat. Um, <laughs> it's not the it's not the cat's fault. <laughs> we
0: have no uh, news on whether the cat was a racist or not. <laughs> that cat better have been snowy white.
1: Yes, right. Yes, if it irony have.
0: is it exists at all in yeah. the Lovecraftian universe, yeah, that better have been a, a snowball two of a cat. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Please let it die. Uh, Let's just move on to some other movie news. Uh, Do you know Joe Cornish? Uh,
1: No. He is not
0: the guy that does those uh, Pride and Prejudice movies. Okay. (laughs) I always get him mixed up with that guy, too. No, this is the guy who did Attack the Block.
1: Okay, a movie so from going 2011, back, eleven. Yeah, John
0: Boyega's sort of first big movie. Yep, uh, the Thirteenth uh, Doctor is in it as well. Yes, uh, and it's kind of like a blend of like cool alien stuff, but like having um, a more okay. When I say urban, yes, there are black people in it, but I mean more urban aesthetic. It's set uh, like, a, like it'd be like. Uh, it Reminds me of a Doctor Who episode where the Doctor never shows up. Sure, it's set in like yeah. a council flat in Britain, right? A council uh-huh. estate. And aliens attack, and then regular people have to like get over their stuff to like defend themselves against these like day aliens. And right. It's actually it's a really cool movie. Well, he yeah. is going to be heading a TV series adaptation of Neil Stevenson's seminal cyberpunk novel Snow Crash.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I don't know anything about this book. Um, what do you know about it?
0: I know that it's not as good as everybody says it is.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so it sounds like you're not looking forward to this.
0: It's it's I I've never really thought much of Neil Stevenson as okay. an author. That was it. The last person who listens to us just turned it oh, off.
1: Awesome. I
0: he's he's a ve- he's clearly very smart. You know why I know that? Why? Because he wants you to know that.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> All of his stuff is written that way, and he has a lot of interesting ideas. But to me, his books come off like dramatized readings of the research that he did for the book. Oh. In the way that cyberpunk, at least early cyberpunk was always credited for like predicting the future. Oh, sure. Or inspiring the future, whichever Mm -hmm. it also, it does that. I think he got more right than wrong if he was trying to do that. No, we don't have like um, pizza delivery guys uh, who work for a mafia run pizza company that uh, have to deliver in 30 minutes or less. Right, his stuff goes from like very clinical to very ridiculous and jokey. Okay, but he, um, ha- he his characters live in a virtual world, um, that's similar to like Second Life or I just even like um, MMOs like that didn't okay. exist back then. They all kind of sure. live in this MMO. Just the idea of having like a online persona that's like just as important as your real one. Sure. Social capital, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Brain uploads of like information and stuff that we'd see in the Matrix. I mean, I I think it definitely has its place in the cyberpunk canon. Sure. I just don't think that it's as important as As the Sprawl trilogy or yeah, or any of that stuff. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah. And it stars a hero protagonist. Mm -hmm. This is the wacky thing that I was talking about before. Okay. Guy's name is Hero Protagonist. His name. H-I-R-O. Last name, protagonist. Uh,
1: And that's supposed to be clever.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think that if you ask Neil Stevenson now, he'd say it's self-conscious. Self-consciously clever. Uh, And I don't know.
1: But that's just, honestly, I just find that he is a super badass. Of course he is. He's a total Mary
0: Sue. He's like the best swordsman in the world. He's the best like motorcycle driver in the world or whatever. and he works for this mafia pizza chain. and one thing leads to another. a plot in online becomes a plot in the real world. Okay. But the one kind of neat historical scientific thing that he crams in, his term paper that he crams in is that um, the the Sumerian myth, like the god Enki was like the god of like a lot of stuff, but like also like language and communication. Okay. and so he's positing that maybe Enki. Wasn't a supernatural being necessarily, but had found sort of a Sapir Wharf language is the code of the human computer mind. And mm. so you can use like sounds and signals, you know, to reprogram people. And so somebody's trying to do this huh. and like mess with people online and
1: to like reprogram them. Yeah. That's creepy and, uh,
0: And does not give itself to uh, an action show (laughs) visuals. He's having some lady talk about uh, Sumerian, uh, Babylonian mythology. Right. Okay, HBO, you're on your own.
1: (laughs) Get those boobs out. Get the boobs. Oh, my God, no. Uh,
0: (laughs) Speaking of which. Well yeah. no no not speaking of speaking uh speaking of cyberpunk and William Gibson yes uh I just finished his book The Peripheral and I learned that we talked about this last week this sounds really familiar
1: Um I think you talked to Let me Let me blast through it. You talked to me off air about some I'm gonna stuff. going to blast through it. Okay.
0: On air uh his most recent book The Peripheral uh was picked up for a uh Amazon series mm-hmm. uh being developed I think it was Amazon developed by uh, Jonathan, Ta- uh, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
1: Taylor
0: uh, is <laughs> back. Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, uh, the yeah. brother of Chris Nolan and his wife, um, yes. writing, producing, partnership.
1: Westworld people. That did Westworld, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is exciting. Yeah. You don't seem super psyched about well, it. Well, you
0: though. know, <laughs> so Westworld is...
1: Lots of boobs. Lots of <laughs> okay, boobs. Well,
0: you, thanks for bringing it back. You're welcome. But uh, Westworld... From a story perspective, is two things. One, unfocused. Yeah. And two, uh, what's the adjective? Um, mm-hmm. A squandered premise.
1: Yeah. Right. I would agree with and that. I don't know
0: whose fault that is. Right. Or what led to that or mm-hmm. if they're satisfied with where it ended up being. Mm-hmm. But I would hate to see a really great premise. Yes. In his book, Gibson's book, The Peripheral, which is a little underdeveloped and underwritten from The Master. That could really use so, uh, like half a dozen hot ass TV writers to like spin this out into a cool multi-seasonal uh, TV show. Yeah. But since we gave you Westworld amusement park with uh, you could do whatever you want, yeah. and they did nothing for two years,
1: doesn't feel. <sighs> it seems like, like it's if in the Nolan Joy pro- that's the
0: problem here. Yeah. The Nolan Joy. The edifice. Nolan Joy problem. Yeah. <laughs> Joy Nolan sounds it, like somebody.
1: It it sounds like. Joy Nolan
0: from CAA. And
1: Joy, Joy Nolan sounds like hero protagonist.
0: Or sounds bit. like a Christmas carol too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something you'd sing. Um, speaking of hero protagonist. Yeah. And the guy that should have played him, I think uh, would have if this had come out 25 years ago. Keanu Reeves has got a big 2020 lined up. Oh, yeah. John Wick 4 and oh, The Matrix 4. Both They're... coming out on the same day next year.
1: Matrix moment blows your mind.
0: John Wick moment, you get your mind blown by a bullet <laughs> parabellum round. There
1: you go. Both, did them both. Ding ding. What, um, it, <laughs> what?
0: What? What do you think?
1: Um, I think it's a little much. Honestly, I mean, I I guess Keanu's like okay with it, but um, I'm you're competing against yourself, like. Are you hoping one movie does better than the other one, or are you hoping that it's the tide that lifts all boats and people will see a double feature? Like, what are you hoping out of this? I
0: think two different companies who both have the hottest thing now for some reason. Hey, yeah. I like the guy. I don't understand why he he's so suddenly so huge. Why yeah. we're in the uh, age of enrievement, as I've said. Yes. Uh yeah. I don't know. It, they they don't they are different companies, right? I think John so. Wick is.
1: God, I don't even know what it is. It's
0: not independent, but I don't think they're a major studio, right?
1: I don't think so, because I think whenever we watch It probably goes back um, to
0: Sony somehow. And yeah. then the other is um, Warner Brothers.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't believe. I really, literally cannot believe there is going to be a John Wick 4. I
0: can't but... believe there's going to be a Matrix 4. I know. I know. I mean, you just, it's a computer. You reboot it. Out of all the things that they've rebooted. Yeah. I I know it's just one... Of the, I think... I don't know if it's a sign of something that's really good, but it's a sign of something that's very unique, which often fires people's imaginations and mm-hmm. translates to box office. Nobody knows how to do The Matrix without the Wachowskis.
1: I know. You know we, what I
0: mean? And I bet they tried. I bet they tried really oh, hard. for sure. And the only reason we're getting this one now with... Um, I think it's Lana? It's only one of them. It's
1: only one of them.
0: Is I think it's because they just went to Lana and we're like, okay, we, we tried. We don't know what to do. So we want you...
1: To do the magic, yes, and yeah.
0: we need one, two, three, Carrie Ann Moss, uh, Larry Fishburne, and yeah. Keanu Reeves.
1: Is Fishburne doing it again? I thought so. Oh, okay. No, thought... it might
0: just be a handoff. Okay, but the, yeah, we come on, we need the old Wachowski magic here.
1: Right, right, right. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I don't, am apprehensive. I'm well known to not
0: care really at all about John Wick. Like I gave him three movies and. Even people really even I've either. talked to fans and they're like, Oh, the first one's the best. It's like, Okay, well then what are we waiting for? Why
1: are we watching other ones? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um I it's I'll tell been you a while. It
0: doesn't make us even. We're less than even. Oh my
1: god. First of all,
0: what does that even mean? I know. Second it's of all, just
1: some gibberish. How was that say. a comeback? I know. Um I was gonna say it's been a while since I've watched the Matrix films, and maybe that's something I should do before seeing the um, fourth one. You should. Yeah, Uh,
0: I think you'll be uh, pleased. They they hold up pretty good, I think.
1: Okay, Uh, I remember not really liking the third one that much. Well,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, a bad movie can't hold up. But yeah,
1: right. But
0: maybe you'll watch -watch. it now and you'll be like, "Oh my God, they knew the entire time." (laughs) North Korea,
1: right? Climate, Trump.
0: (laughs) We weren't ready for the lesson.
1: No, we weren't ready for that jelly. Or maybe not. Yeah. Uh no.
0: What other show? On the internet, could right turn more like a left turn from John Wick and the Matrix to Stragonona?
1: I don't. You're listening think to Just Enough Tropes. On the
0: Just Enough Trope Network.
1: Wow, Stragonona, like the the tale from Tommy DiPaola. That's. What, do you want to take this over? <laughs> I. I freaking loved Strega as a kid. I love Tommy DePaola. I think he's a, a great writer and illustrator. Why do you think so. that this
0: is on here? Oh. <laughs> is is, is uh, DePaola still alive? Or?
1: <laughs> as far as I know. Anyway,
0: uh, Lionsgate has bought a pitch to turn Stregonona into mm-hmm. a feature film.
1: Cool. I'm excited about this. Lionsgate. I hope they, okay, well, I hope Lionsgate. they do well. Lionsgate. <laughs> I remember being a young kid and the children's theater in town had a production of Stragonona and going to see that and really enjoying it so, yes. oh yeah, yeah, so a stage production can be done, so therefore, I think a film production we might can have been be at done. the same
0: one because I saw it too, and I was too old. oh, okay, and you were probably. Well, we don't have to give any extra details about us, but we might have been at the same one. Okay. At the end, um, it, uh, doesn't uh, Anthony he eats all the pasta and he's really fat? They I have think a big so. puppet of him. Yeah. It's just the actor's head and a thing. Right, right, like, right. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. We'll cut all this out. <laughs> no, we don't. Cut
0: so it's from uh, the production company behind the 2005 film Hoodwinked. What? Is is is
1: that about a retelling about Little Red Riding Hood or something? Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) It's starring Jim Belushi, Anne Hathaway, and Exhibit as a crime mystery thing about uh, fairy tale characters.
1: Well, how long ago did that come out? 2005. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow.
0: So enjoy your pasta, Tommy Boy. We're in a lot of trouble. Uh, What else is happening? We talked about Pedro Pascal. Yes. Uh, We talked about how uh, Jonathan Groff, uh, the guy from Mindhunter, is also going to be in Matrix 4. Just while we're talking about Matrix 4.
1: Which guy? Is he the young guy? He's the Holden? He's Holden. Okay. All right. I guess I could kind of see that. He kind of, I mean, he wears a lot of suits and... In Mindhunter, so I guess I could see him wearing a suit and,
0: <laughs> Wow! And Matrix. Uh, also, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, uh the bad guy from Aquaman or one of them. He played Black Manta on Aquaman.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: will also be in the Matrix. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's racist or if it's just good speculation. People think he might play a young Morpheus.
1: I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, that sounds familiar to me. At least it may be off air. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a he's a good actor. I liked him as uh, Black Manta. would like to see him, you know, in a larger role than in the next Aquaman. So, let's see.
0: Yeah, although, boy, oh, I haven't watched Aquaman since it's I watched it. It's been a it. while, yeah. I'd watch it again. I'd watch it again, too. Um, yeah, I guess I would have. Yeah, you know, I hope. Well, there'll definitely be a second one because yes. it made a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. I wouldn't take away um, any screen time from um, Patrick Wilson though. And no,
1: he did a good job. If you know
0: anything about me, I've never said all those words together in the same sentence before. <laughs> not a biggest not, fan of not him, a Patrick but Wilson uh, fan, I really but... did enjoy um, his bad guy yeah. in that, and felt like the movie um, blunted his character arc at the end. I feel like the entire yeah. time. We it's kind of making, except for the fact that he plotted all these horrible things and tried to murder Dolph Lundgren and all this and then killed the crab people or whatever. Right. It, he I think they do a pretty good case of, of making him a sympathetic character. Why should, <laughs> why should Drunky McAxe thrower uh, get to just show up and be like, I'm king now, right?
1: Right, right, right. Uh,
0: he had a good point. Yeah. Uh, and then they fought and they fought outside of the water, which is like. Uh, we're not. The whole point is we're not supposed to be outside of the water. What does it matter if you beat me outside the water? Get in the water. Right. Beardy, let's do this.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. But they didn't kill him.
1: No. No, they did not. Uh,
0: unlike every superhero movie ever. So yeah. maybe we'll get yeah. to get some more out of him.
1: Yeah, that'd be Can't good, too. I not
0: am seeing any of this. <laughs> uh, a, little more, a little more movie news before we uh, move on from here. Did you hear that the uh, Golden Globes uh, completely skunked Game of Thrones except for one Nomination for Kit Harrington for acting.
1: I, I'm ready for your, your thing now.
0: I don't have a thing. What's oh, a thing? I
1: thought you were going to say I don't want to. Oh, okay.
0: well, <laughs> yeah, here's how much I think he did. Even he doesn't care. He didn't do. That's the easiest joke in the world. Yeah. Which is why I let you do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: he didn't do it. No. And he doesn't. He doesn't need this right now, right?
1: No. No.
0: Is he gonna be in any stuff? I guess I should probably know. I'm the newsman. I don't know. I don't... The point is, is that he like. I mean, not just, but he got married like a couple years ago yeah, and has not even been able to. It's like, OK, honey, well, sorry, your character's dead. I'm heading back to Iceland. I know, right? See you in a couple of years. Right. Um, and that he, as soon as the show was over, and really they should have done it before, uh, he went to rehab. I'm not calling it rehab, but he, yeah. yeah, he went to, he took a break. And he just uh, finally was seen in public at something with his wife. And so it's like, great, great for him. Yeah. I guess an award would be nice, but yeah. don't stop bothering this guy, I man. Know, he's right? got stuff to work on.
1: Yeah, he does. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't nominate Peter Dinklage, but I think he's won in the past, Yeah, hasn't he gets he? nominated like every year. Yeah, I know. So I don't know why he didn't get nominated this Because
0: year. we all hate the show. So it never was about the, who was the best. It's about... Let's you know. Oh, I enjoy the cool thing. Oh, also yeah. I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it's ever been about.
1: Well, didn't women get largely snubbed for the Golden Globes as well?
0: There's no female directors yes. coming in.
1: Yeah, and I read a huge article about that. Like, it's not for like lack of female directors this year. Uh, either.
0: I think you're wrong. I don't think there's a lot of um. Well, <laughs> no, just kidding.
1: There, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, the Flash solo movie finally has a premiere date.
1: Oh boy! Now
0: all they need. Is a movie.
1: <laughs> What's the premiere date?
0: July 1st, 2022. They've given themselves wow. plenty of time. Yep.
1: Okay. All right. That little
0: guy's going to be uh, It's kind of old looking. Maybe he'll play uh, Flash's dad <laughs> by the time <laughs> oh, we finally no. get there. Right? <laughs> yeah, I Andrew know. Andrew Miller. Yeah. I feel bad for him, too.
1: <laughs> he he kind of got the short end of the got this, short <laughs> he got this the job.
0: Stick. It's gonna, yeah, it's like the rock... The Rock was cast as Black Adam like almost 10 years ago, but he went out and like made a career for himself. And if you're Ezra Miller, you're like, okay, nope, sorry, I can't be in your cravat movie. I gotta be the Flash. They're like, hold on. I know. Hurry up and wait, Flash. Exactly. Uh, This is only for me. Only for me. But the Illuminatus trilogy is being adapted for television.
1: Tell me more about this trilogy.
0: Boy. Boy. What do I even tell you?
1: I don't. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it.
0: It, it is uh, a series of novels by mm-hmm. Robert Shea and Robert Anton Wilson. Okay. It was. They were written in the seventies, I believe, mm-hmm. and they became a sort of um, touchstone for uh, like counterculture.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: if you okay, <laughs> you know when we talked to Ryan Richards on the show. Yeah. Ryan Richards is is like the walking. Illuminatus trilogy. Okay. Okay. A- ideas about the Illuminati and, you know, Discordianism and all this stuff. Kind of like true, but like also sort of tongue in cheek. Okay. Know, sure. Be- being realistic about the fact that there are wheels within wheels and there are conspiracies and, and, and our governments, you know, are just trying to exploit us, but also kind of like, so what do you do? Right. You know, Take drugs or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, it's they're almost impossible to, to describe, which makes me wonder why we're going to turn it into a TV show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if it's hard to describe, i got to imagine it's a little difficult to adapt. Probably.
0: Yes. Um, Hivemind is a production company who is uh, behind this. Um, okay. They produced The Expanse oh, and, okay. the, and The Witcher. Um, also the writer-director uh, behind um, Happy. Uh, sci-fi show with okay. uh, oh, Christopher yeah, Maloney, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, you're gonna need some sort of uh, out there, you know, kind of uh, alternative creators to do this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they've adapted things that were something else into TV. So that's do you feel like good.
0: production companies are becoming more important than actual producers? Free. Uh... Fremantle has been in the news recently.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh,
0: Orlando Jones has spoken out about um, being let go from American gods. Yes. In a situation that, hmm, I mean, there's like a technical, oh, it's horseshit. That's the term I'm Ye- looking for. Right. Um, him being dropped from, <laughs> for no good reason that I can think of, from uh, uh, American gods. And being told months after the they had rapped. And if you're an actor, yes, you you need to like say yes to other jobs. If production right. is wrapped, you need to be a let go to do other stuff. Yes, and so That's as late fair. as like September, he was like doing Comic Con appearances and stuff for the show still. Yeah, and they hadn't told him that he was fired. And then when the, he was fired, and we know what a shit show that that production has been. We've talked yes. about it on this show, but they have a new, new, new showrunner, mm-hmm. and he feel he felt like. The character of Mr. Nancy, who is basically like magic angry black man god, yeah, was the wrong message to send. Black America wasn't interested in that. That's not what we're looking for right now. And he wants to write more from a black person's perspective. This guy, his this name is uh, white guy? Chip Ugly or something like that. Yeah,
1: um, <clears throat> I he's have... white. Yeah,
0: he's su- he he he's bald. He wears sunglasses and he has a trilby. That's how white he is.
1: Yeah. um, I've got a couple of things to say about that. Um, One of them being, you know, Neil Gaiman, as far as I know, is pretty, like, has been involved in this production. This is why
0: I, yeah. And this is why I always said that Neil Gaiman, I was dismayed when I heard that he wanted to get into production because it's like, Neil, just create. Just you create. Are in a, in a, you're unassailable when you create. You can mm-hmm. create something. Mm-hmm. And when it's spoiled later, It's sad, but it's not your fault. But you will immediately have to start compromising and making decisions when you become a producer. I see what you're saying. apparently, Jones was talking about in this video that he posted on his social media, he wasn't just acting, he was like developing and writing too. Like when he came in for season two, I don't know if they didn't have anything for Nancy, and maybe the writing was already on the wall, Mm -hmm. or they didn't know what they wanted to do, but Gaiman and the production came to him and went can you like write stuff for Nancy? Like, can you come up with dialogue? Also all the black, he was basically writing or adding and creative consulting to all the minority characters on the show.
1: That's a lot.
0: Um, Iblis or Igritte or.
1: I don't know. (laughs) I I haven't seen the show in a while, but Uh, yeah.
0: The there are two characters that have names like that. One of them yes. is, a, is a coroner or a, yes. a mortician, yes. And the other is the goddess of uh, sex from yes. uh, Babylon or whatever. Yes. Uh, yeah. All even like Shadow to a degree. Like he was basically like the black czar of character on the show.
1: Well, then why would you get rid of him? Uh,
0: okay. Yes. And I know that he's a good person and he, but why would you be on that show? It's clearly not a show that cares to tell your story at all. So I think this is good for him. I think this is probably better than hanging around on that awful show. You know, when Brian Fuller uh, got fired. Yeah. Left fired. uh, And then Gillian Anderson's like, I'm gone. was sort of like, wow, I guess she really wanted to work with Brian Fuller. But now I'm thinking she's pretty smart and she's been on TV for a long time. Maybe she was like. I don't want to work for these guys. Yeah. I was only here for him.
1: Right, right, exactly. Well, and I think it's really lame to fire Mr. Nancy when he had. there's a oh, whole Oh, but not he's other... not going
0: to be in the next part of this book that they're going to focus on.
1: But there's a whole book that <laughs> it wrote the, about him. If sequel. you have a spinoff the or anything, it a... would be with him. About him, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It it It's. It's a bunch of horseshit like you said and BS and Yeah. I, I'm angry on his behalf, but like you said, maybe uh, there's a a silver lining in there to yeah, be well, out of it.
0: I hear that there is a part available as uh, the sidekick in the Lovecraft movie. So oh, hopefully he'll boy. be able to get that. Let's move on to video game talk. We're talking about video games. Oh
1: boy, here we go. Yes,
0: once every six and a half years when the moon turns to blood we sometimes talk about video games mm. on this show, and this is one of those times.
1: Yeah. Are you excited? Uh, sure.
0: The Game Awards happened recently. Okay. And so not only do they hand out also kind of bullshit awards for games, although games is, I don't know, what do you think? Are games art?
1: I think some of them are. Okay, well then. Sure.
0: Then all the awards shouldn't have gone to the ones that earned the most. For, At yeah. least the Oscars had like, let's have the movie that made the most money category. And people are like, no. You guys are already right. artistically bankrupt. Don't put it on your face. Well, Game Awards, that's just what they are mostly. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, they always announce a bunch of things there and a bunch of announcements are made. Okay. Um, first of all, do you know the artist Grimes? I know you don't.
1: <laughs> They're a uh, musician?
0: I think they are, but I think she is. But oh, I don't okay. want to assume anything about anybody. Okay. Uh, she's a musician. She is... She-
1: Dating Elon Musk? Oh,
0: you gave the story away. I'm sorry. She is going to be a part of, or her music is going to be a part of um, the upcoming uh, cyberpunk game. Oh. Speaking of cyberpunk.
1: Okay. All right.
0: And so she was there. She'll also be like an in-character uh, or in-game character. Okay. Grimes 3000 or something. <laughs> so she was there, I think, to perform, and Elon Musk was there. Of course. Because they're dating. And yeah. so it's just was so weird. You think about him as like... Walking around a factory, or like, you know, being dismayed about his truck windows being broken, right? Or trying to smash unions, you know, and walking around with emeralds in his pocket. But he's just sitting, you know, just clapping, just sitting in the audience <laughs> at an award show. It's kind of weird. That was weird. Some of the big uh, announcements from the show were that there is a new Bioshock game on the way.
1: Okay, are you excited about that?
0: No. Oh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't actually know. It's just so. Every single Bioshock game has been, it's been a roller coaster. Okay. Uh, The first game, obviously, uh, from Ken Levine, um, one of the guys behind uh, System Shock 2 and Thief. And it was a totally new IP, you know, Mm -hmm. which had these weird, like, objectivist ideas. Like, it's Ayn Rand meets, uh, like, uh, steampunk underwater shooter. Okay. So, a lot of creativity on display. Um, then the second game was just a cash grab. Sure. Basically, they it was just... Um, the, oh, it's something else. The companies that... So it's like owned by 2K Games, but they, like most of the industry, are in upheaval. Like there's things going on in business and things, different studios being mm-hmm. moved around, people not getting paid and stuff. And so almost every studio that has worked or developed a Bioshock game has fallen apart. So okay. they have been working on this for a while and it'll come out in a year or two, but... I think it comes out next year, but every single one is a new thing. Like, they're starting from scratch. Okay. So the second one was just like a retread cash-in on the first one. The third one was like they were really going for something, but I don't think that they accomplished anything by doing it. Okay. And we don't know what the fourth one's going to be. All right. But it won't be Bioshock Infinite 2. Okay. I don't like Ken Levine. Oh, okay. I don't like any video game guy. They're all white. They're all wearing polo shirts. Mm -hmm. And you just wouldn't want to... Take an elevator ride with them. Oh, okay. The Todd okay. Howards, the Ken Levines, the Game Newels of the world.
1: Okay. All right. They're not great people, sounds no. like. Okay. All right.
0: No, they're the kind of guy that's like, they'll talk your ear off about, um, you know, the the CBD oil uh, spa okay. treatment they got. Sure. And they want you. Something about Bioshock Infinite that was interesting is that one of the characters can open these riffs to like alternate universes. Okay. Some of which are essentially our own, so they live in 1912 in their universe or dimension. But the there's a barbershop quartet that's singing, you know, "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys or whatever, and so okay. there are these subtle things that you get. But then you start to realize, oh, he's like an amateur musician, right? Like he's he also once he's done with the CBD oil thing, and you've had your tapas, then he'll get out the old six string and be like check this out oh just, great <laughs> that's just what he seems like to me all right. anyway it has nothing to do with his game uh this i'm sure will be huge and I, games like movies fall off yeah like we're all kind of looking at the matrix Four. like mm,
1: is this gonna be any good uh, yeah
0: know. it's like your kid's first steps i assume you're taping it you're real excited but like one hand's got the phone and the other one's ready to like keep that kid's head from hitting the floor right right right, right. Yeah, yeah so that's kind of how I, I feel about Bioshock okay. 4, but we'll see. I had a lot of fun with the first one. That's good. And the second one.
1: Okay. All right.
0: What else is going on? Uh what Resident else? Evil three. Oh boy. The remake has been announced for next year.
1: Is this like the remake of Resident Evil Two? It is. Okay. It is. All right. Are you you must be excited about this though, because you're replaying the remake of Resident Evil 2. I'll
0: give you 2? a mini review.
1: Yeah. It's fine. Okay, you're not you're not thrilled.
0: It's so weird playing a game that has been renewed or whatever you want to call it. Video games have changed a lot in twenty years. Mm-hmm. So if you, if I got hit by a bus leaving our studio, and went to Game Heaven, and they went, what was your what's the best game ever since you'll never see Bioshock Four,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Resident Evil Two, for the oh, PlayStation, okay, <laughs> for the original PlayStation. All right. Uh, it's just it's. It's well-designed, it's scary, it's fun, it's long, Mm -hmm. it's replayable. You can play it through four. There's four unique campaigns in it. Wow. And it's just got all this neat stuff. Then you play this one, and it's all new stuff. So it's new graphics. They do things that they've never done before, like they couldn't do lighting really back then. So now Mm -hmm. light and sound are an important part about how you move around.
1: Yeah. Makes and there's sense.
0: all these sort of modern aspects that controls are fixed to just being a regular first person, modern shooter. But here's the problem. It's still the same thing. I'm still going trying to find the blue key so I can get a medallion to put it in the statue. Yeah. yeah the yeah. framework is ancient still. Yeah. It's like putting Cybertruck panels on an old F-150. Right. From like 1983.
1: Right. Just doesn't really make it that much cooler no
0: and it's not bulletproof right we know that <laughs> throw a thing right at it so oh uh, that being said like uh resident evil 3 is also fun not as good as 2 and i'd like to see what they do with it
1: okay all right i think
0: you could use a new coat of paint
1: all right sounds good but so there's we... room there for them to redo it
0: yeah but how long do we have until they remake resident evil 6 Which came out a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Probably not very long. (laughs)
0: Plus, this is the only way I can get my Resident Evil fix, because with Resident Evil 7, it just became like first-person survival horror. Mm. Okay, I know that's what Resident Evil is, or was, but it's just more... Do you know anything about Resident Evil 7? I don't think I do, no. Resident Evil 6 was the last normal Resident Evil game, and by normal, I mean a game series which involves an increasingly large amount of characters with Mm -hmm. guns and like great hair who are battling viruses from A to Z. The plot makes no sense. That was always the fun thing about it is that nothing, wait, it's you? You're Mm -hmm. the guy? No, you're the guy? I'm the guy? None of it ever made any sense, but how long can you sustain that? Resident Evil 7, they dropped all that, and now you're just like a normal Dude, who's trying to find his like girlfriend who's disappeared, and you end up in like the house from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and oh, it's just great. you trying to like get out of this house.
1: Awesome.
0: I miss the. Oh no! Now I have to shoot the president in the face because the RZ slash five virus has gotten into him, <laughs> and he's got a liquor named N word.
1: Oh no! And... <laughs>
0: what <laughs> callbacks inside? Sound... I know that's how the biz works. I know. So. Um... I don't know how to feel, but I'll be there to buy it, probably. Okay. As soon as I'm done complaining about how it's just old and boring. (laughs) And then I'm, like, jumping off the couch because Mr. X is trying to pull my head off. Right. Uh, Hey, speaking of pulling heads off. Yeah. I can make this work. Um, Senua's Saga has been announced. It is a sequel to Hellblade 1 Senua's Sacrifice. And in that, she's carrying the head of her dead husband, to the afterlife. Oh, I did it. Oh wow! This was a huge announcement at the Game Awards. Now, I don't. This is the game with the hero who is uh, schizophrenic. Okay. So you're going through the game. Yeah. And you're hearing voices. And, and yes, it's, it's been praised for its depiction of mental illness.
1: Sure. Yes, I have heard of that.
0: I'm skeptical.
1: Oh, okay. Did you play through this? No. Or? Okay.
0: <laughs> so clearly, I can't talk about it, right? Right. Except I can okay. because that's what reviews are for, and I've I've heard that it is an interesting exploration, mm-hmm. um, possibly a very positive look at mental illness. But other than that, it's just like a walking simulator slash bad combat. Oh. Simulator. Okay. And I don't expect it to be Devil May Cry, but... Right. Can we just work on that side more? Right. Maybe you get like some really great... Get the guys from Resident Evil and then get another guy in there and he's a psychologist and we throw it all together.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, Have the fighting be better.
0: I'm always wary of people gamifying mental illness.
1: Sure. Uh, I get that. I don't
0: think it's cool. And I don't know how helpful it is. Yeah. It's one thing to have... Uh, Harley Quinn DLC in Arkham Knight where you can push l3 to activate um, psychotic vision instead of detective vision and that's wow. how you see through walls or whatever you know that's nobody's trying to hold <laughs> nobody's trying to hold Arkham Asylum to task for all the right. people that it never never cures right it just fails to make better but when you come out and you're like yeah but it's like a cool mechanic because it's like I can't figure out this puzzle and then one part of my brain's like, have you tried the rock, the green rock over there? Come on. But in other parts, like, you're so dumb because you don't know where the green rock is.
1: Yeah, that's not... You're bad
0: at video games. Not really. <laughs> not sure this is exactly what they do, but...
1: Yeah, it's not helpful. Uh, and it
0: goes on for as long as the game is, which is probably not long enough, but yeah. it just, you know, it just feels like a gimmick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Should we gimmick
0: and- mental illness or should we...
1: I don't think so. Try to
0: understand more about it.
1: I think we should probably try to understand more about it. I
0: wish I had one good video game story, but the next one's not great either. Uh-oh.
1: What's the next
0: one? Uh, the next Xbox was announced. Okay. So think When of, is that going to come out? Check this out, right? Yeah. First Xbox, what's it called? Xbox? Not a trick question. You got it. Second one, what's it called?
1: Xbox One, right?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> now, now you're twisting the narrative. Oh, okay. Xbox Three sixty.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: The third Xbox.
1: Xbox One. Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> but also Xbox One uh, uh, S, Xbox One. They, there's like three or four different versions of Great. it. The new Xbox, the fourth Xbox, has been announced. Okay. The ninth generation. You know what it's called? Xbox Nine. Ex- that sounds. I would buy an Xbox Nine. Xbox Series X. What? <laughs>
1: I just don't even, I don't, I don't understand their line of logic for the naming and it's incredibly confusing.
0: You have to hand it to Sony and their marketing team and their, whatever you call it, like the creative team ads or whatever, Um, except for those racist uh, commercials that they've got. Uh, they just know how to brand something. Right. I don't know why Microsoft doesn't know how to brand something or can't just hire somebody, buy an entire company that can. Right. Because this just, this haunts everything they do. Yeah. Somebody had an idea, colored squares. We've got it, everybody. Here's the Windows phone. Now, don't people like a lot of apps on their phone? Yes. On their desktop? Nope, they just got four squares. Right. Okay. And then here's a picture of what the console looks like. I'm going to show you. Uh, listener, you already know.
1: Well, that's boring. It's, I mean, it just looks like it is a computer tower.
0: That's essentially what it is.
1: Okay. do Do you want that in your gaming console?
0: I want a gaming console that will fit on my TV stand.
1: And that <laughs> in does the not slot fit where the it's supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Early Playstations had this thing. Now they pretty much, you know, PS4. You, I mean, guess you could stand it up if you had to, but you if pretty you much just let it, it lay it down. Yeah. Yeah. But like the earlier PlayStations were like, You can stand it up, you can lay it down, and we'll sell you a stand to stand it on.
1: Oh fantastic. Screw that. So we I just have to pile pay books more money.
0: Right. So I don't know if it looks like the way that the drawer goes, if that's the disc drawer, um you I suppose you might be able to put it on its side, but even if you do, it's the same dimensions in width as it is in height when it's on yeah. its side.
1: Right. That's inconvenient. Yes. <laughs> so that that's it's another the Xbox.
0: It's the new system, the Xbox oil drum. You just yeah. roll it up next to your TV, oh, You're just gosh. standing on its end, and yeah.
1: So people are not going to be excited about it if it's inconvenient for them.
0: Xbox fans, and I talk about them like they're a group. They're like half, if not more, of um, gamers. Sure. Will do. Will eat up anything they're given. Really. It took a long time for Xbox to like penetrate the market and make themselves. Feel or seem viable, I mean, I had an original Xbox, yeah, um, many pets died when that thing fell off the shelf, oh but my gosh. this is even worse,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: but now, yeah, there are xbox heads, don't worry about it,
1: okay, all right, well i I just kind of wish Microsoft would be a little bit more forward thinking with their marketing and all that, but um seems like they just kinda do whatever the hell they want.
0: it does. What if they had a survey? Right. Do you want your new Xbox to look like a a saltine box on steroids? (laughs) Like if you picked a fight with a box of saltines and then its bigger brother showed up. Yeah. Uh, Or would you like something that it just looks like a fat laptop that you can just put on your your thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, I would vote that one. (laughs) Fat laptop all the way.
0: What do you want your Gears of War machine to look like? (laughs) Right. Welcome to Virtual Theater. I'm Andy Spateri. And I'm Gooey Fame. The day bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. If you're a gamer, a movie buff, or both, you're going to want to check out our podcast on video game movies and the stories that shape them. Luigi, it's a mushroom. Come
1: on. Trust me. The fungus.
0: We let you decide which movies we cover via Twitter poll, so be sure to follow us on Twitter at Virtual Theater X. Right, you can hear him talking. They can't understand me, kid. And give us two thumbs up by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The fate of billions will depend upon you. <laughs> Sorry. We are a part of the Just Enough Trope Network. Yeah. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna they say life is a game. I know love is a game. Oh my goodness.
1: Everything is a game.
0: But one if this movie is to be woman believed. was forced to play the game Yeah. for life. Yes. And the prize was your life. Yes. <laughs> the prize was 90 minutes.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Where you're talking about the movie Ready or Not. Yeah which is there's an interesting story behind this movie.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead and tell it. Oh, I don't know what the <laughs> story is behind the movie. Gotcha. No, it's um, from Fox
0: Searchlight. It's technically, you know, it's uh, their indie label or their small film label. Sure. Uh, it is uh, directed by um, a pair of people, two guys. I noticed that. Uh, Matt Benalini-Olpin and a guy named Tyler Gillett. Okay. Um, they are... I don't know, man. I want you to guess if they're white guys with glasses.
1: I'm going to guess they are.
0: I mean, I guess George Romero is a white guy. with with, He's got all the glasses on his face. But that just seems to... Whenever I hear about some new horror thing... Uh Uh-huh oh, this is the new thing in horror. I'm like, let me get a look at this white guy. Right. Oh, James Wan? I guess I was wrong. <laughs> There's an <laughs> exception to every rule. But otherwise, and even like Robert Eggers, who uh, has made a bunch of things yeah. um, that I enjoy, mm-hmm. same thing. How long is his beard? How oiled is it? Right. So not super thrilled about that, but these guys come from that same ilk. Uh, they were. Um, they did one of the segments in VHS. Uh, they did the movie Devil's Do. So they've done a couple things, kind of in the indie horror area. Okay. Um, and the writers, literally, don't have like IMDb pages no. they do, but there's not much there. Okay. So th- these are all everybody's new, everybody's fresh, everybody's new in this thing. Okay. And it stars: uh, Samara Weaving, Adam Brody, um, Andy McDowell. I know. I haven't seen her in a while. I know. Uh, and that one guy uh, who plays the white guy and everything. we bring oh, the. Cravats, take the cravat, turn it into an ascot. That's the guy.
1: Right, the the guy who was the dad.
0: Is he was. Um, he's the husband of the mom in Sharp Objects, who likes his uh, records oh, or
1: whatever. Oh, I didn't recognize him because in that he has glasses. He's yeah. a white guy with glasses. <laughs>
0: okay, look. <laughs> white girl with glasses. Tell me what happens right. in the movie. All
1: right. Okay. So, um, our protagonist. Grace is going to get married to this guy named Alex. He's got a wealthy family, and they made their bread and butter uh, selling <laughs>
0: games. This is um, this is a lozenge one for me.
1: Oh, okay. Um, this is
0: how I show disdain <laughs> for the listener.
1: So, uh, they made a lot of games. They made money with games. You name it. You
0: always pitch. Um, Mm-hmm. Just just sum up. Okay. You know, when you're, when you're flipping through Netflix, the paragraph that tells you what happens in the movie, mm-hmm. that's what we need. We don't need a pitch.
1: Okay. All right. Fine. Okay.
0: Here's the deal. It's a dark and stormy night, and we're in the mansion of the De Blues families or whatever, and yeah, they're yeah. You, you know Parker Brothers? What if one of the brothers was the devil, because his family has built their fortune on games, but they're a little weird, a little weird. Yeah. And a grace yeah. Beautiful blonde, 25. She's marrying the scion of the floop-boop family. No, don't do that. Just tell me what happens in the movie.
1: Okay. um, <laughs> They get married, and almost as soon as they have gotten married, Alex tells her, uh, there's a tradition in my family. Uh, we have to play a game. And, you know, don't worry about it. It's just a thing. It's really important to them. So they go down to this room, and his dad opens it up. And he's like, this is for family only. So this is the first time Grace has been in there. Yeah. Uh, and there's, you know, like, animal heads on the wall and, like, rifles and stuff like that. And there's this huge dinner table. Uh, they sit down. The dad, who's a patriarch of the family, tells this story about, I think it was, was it his dad or his great or his dad's dad somebody
0: uh, yeah patriarch family patriarch
1: um they met this guy on a boat and this guy was a little weird and he had like this puzzle box once again
0: okay a lot of information all right if you solve this
1: if you solve this puzzle box um i will grant you you know money for whatever and then uh so they they put a card into this box grace has to push a button And then when she takes the card out, whatever it says on there is the game that they'll play.
0: It says what should have been the title of the movie. Yeah. Hide and seek.
1: Yes. And she thinks it's funny because, ha, 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 could you pick a more benign game? Well, hide and seek, their version, they have to kill whoever married into the family. It's the most dangerous game. Yes. Uh, In Mm, order to stay alive. More beard oil, please. Yeah. (laughs) So, and they have to kill him before dawn. Right. Uh, in a sacrifice.
0: Hilarity to, ensues.
1: To the guy who gave him all the money.
0: Hilarity ensues. Yes. Let's do reviews so we can get right to spoilers. Okay. What'd you think?
1: I wanted to like this movie, but I did not really like this movie. Um, I think. It could have been way more clever with the premise that uh, it's put forth. And um, I think you mentioned this. Like, who are we really supposed to be rooting for besides Grace? And maybe we're just supposed to be rooting for Grace because that's ultimately what it more or less comes down to. It'd
0: be cool if she had a personality. Yeah. There'd be more to root for. Uh,
1: it'd be cool if she had a personality. It'd be cool if they actually gave her something to do.
0: Everybody wants to like this film. Yeah. It seems really cool. This film is the popular kid in high school who talks all about his band. He's got cool hair and glasses. And then you get to the night of the talent show and he's up there on stage uh, trying to stumble his way through love in an elevator. And it's like, oh, boy. okay, All right. That was was a flame out. Right. But I'm too young to know that this is bad. So, yay. Right. Uh, Yep. It's a squandered premise. Uh, Not not. As funny, not as scary as it could have been.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's just a suggestion for. Uh, um, uh, it seems like it's real deep, and then you dive in and break your neck because it was like six, six inches.
1: <laughs> Spoilers. That's a good way of putting it. Yes. Spoilers.
0: Yeah. Why does any of it exist? Uh, why? Yeah. Why does it a deal with the devil? Who cares? I know. Why does it have to be supernatural? In I fact, know. I feel like they came up with that, and then they thought this is so stupid. Let's have some of the characters go. Well, this, this is, is stupid, stupid, right? Yeah. But then you know this movie is made for six million dollars.
1: Whoa. That is. That's I, not a lot, is no,
0: it? No, okay. Every single person must have been taking a cut. Just a scale,
1: yeah.
0: Um, the least that they could make. Do you think Andy McDowell would get more than six million dollars for a movie? Yeah. And um, fine. You've got a crossbow. It's funny that they've got these old weapons, but could do more with it mm-hmm. the idea of this combines a lot of things this combines the old 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 premise you know ice tea beat you to this of somebody being hunted fine that's we can do that mm-hmm. but then it's also um this woman is gonna um, survive not only final girl style but she gets a whole shot through her hand she gets stabbed and shes so now we've got like a kind of a descent thing going on it's more like this lady's, you know, she's going to survive what's being done to her. She's going to yes. make it out of this thing. Right. And not just by hiding in a closet. Right. Even though it's, well, they're playing hide and seek. Uh, and so, it, yeah, I just didn't find anything to really like about Grace or, like, any of the characters, really. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole setup where okay we get it like oh that's something else. Mood spelled backwards is doom, right? Yep. There's doom all over this film. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not. I know we're walking to a horror movie, and if you read the um, previews or whatever, you know it's about you know human hunting humans for sport. Yeah. But give us a little credit. The wedding, the f- family are all completely despicable, mm-hmm. up to and including past the point where they play the game. you you've got the. Weird old aunt, which is kind of interesting, but they never do anything with that.
1: No, they don't.
0: Everybody's weird, coked out. There's no reason to like any of them. Mm -hmm. And then they pull the card, and now also we don't like any of them. Right. And won't like any of them throughout the entire thing. Right. And making Adam Brody like your face turn at the end. Does anybody like this guy? I know. Like he's just a weasel guy, right? Yeah, he is. He's not really, he didn't feel, I just didn't care that he was going to turn and they make it really obvious from the beginning that he's sympathetic and will be the one. I have a question logistically. Yeah. 30 years ago, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. Damien and flip flop. The guy, the, the, the bra groom. I don't care what his name Daniel is.
1: Daniel and Alex. Alex. Alex wow. was the groom. Daniel is Adam Brody. Yeah.
0: 30 years ago, they yeah. saw their husband kill or husband, their uncle killed by the yeah. family. Yeah. 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 Now it's 30 years later. How old is Alex? He was eight when they put him in That's that true. wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is he, he 40?
1: He doesn't look like it.
0: No, and he's marrying Grace, who seems pretty young. Yeah. So why That's not make it- a valid it, point. Why not make it less than, then, <laughs> than 30 years? Right,
1: why not make it like 20 years? Well, just any other
0: number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like they thought that- They set this up and thought- Oh, we've got all these, uh, there, there's three um, Robert Palmer uh, video rejects who are the nannies and they'll all get killed in ri- ridiculous ways. Yeah. Because well, we can't yeah. kill the family members. This is what you do. You kill the family members one by one. Yeah, the yeah, people yeah. that are hunting iced tea get offed by iced tea. Right. But not because we have to save it for the end when they all get blown up. In that uh, bloody CG yes. explosion that we uh, paid for yeah, yeah, on yeah. Uh, After Effects, we I gotta know. use that. Yeah. So it's all saved for this anticlimax, and the biggest anticlimax of all is <sighs> in-laws. What a dumb joke! Oh, that's I hated not... that. <laughs> I think that's it. That's ready or not, I'm done. I don't have anything oh, else wow. to say. There's just nothing to say about this movie.
1: Um, I just like.
0: I can't believe everybody thought it was so great.
1: Yeah, I don't understand. Like, why did Alex like not prep Grace for this at all? Did you think that he's like, a She would leave him. What is she like is about what, him? Yeah, I don't know. And like, I feel like if she was prepped, she it could have been like a decision. Like, she could have made a decision. Like, pre- whether could have
0: or not brought have, guns.
1: Yeah, she could decide whether or not I want to marry this guy. He's supposedly the have... black
0: sheep of the family. Yeah, and so he's they're happy that he's coming back. And I get that you have, I never thought that he was going to, if this is a tale of female empowerment, she's not going to come out with a husband. She's,
1: right. this guy's,
0: guy's got to go. And if he's going to go, then he's going to be the guy who ultimately decides that she has to go. But right. I know it's just a goofy film, but none of that tracks psychologically. You don't understand why anybody's really doing anything. The guy from Orphan Black is just there to be funny, but they don't give him any like jokes really. No. So- I don't know. The one thing that I thought had potential was like the weirdo um, valet or um, butler or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just—it's like they told everybody. Part of this six million dollar thing is that we didn't have any. We didn't pay screenwriters, so everybody just come up with something for your character, mm-hmm. something weird. Mm-hmm. So one character is like, "What if I like like drugs? Right. And I'm taking drugs, but it doesn't ever really come into." the story at all mm-hmm. like what if grace stole some of my drugs and used them to poison somebody or something and then like the guy's like boy he loves uh classical music and he's always yeah. singing classical music to himself which means that she can sneak around i guess but that's yeah. never really like used in any way and then she calls OnStar, but OnStar just doesn't believe her <laughs>
1: <something>. i know <laughs> it's terrible <laughs>
0: they had to find a way that okay she gets off the premises and gets a car well the movie's over no, is on OnStar shuts the car down.
1: Yeah, right.
0: To <laughs> just get out and run.
1: I know. Run, bitch. I know. And then, like, I hate it. To, like, I like when she goes back to the to the room where they started in, and she picks up a rifle and ammunition, and then she finds out later, oh, the ammunition is just for show.
0: Every other weapon in this house is, is real, real, is sharp, is loaded for bear. Not this one. I
1: <laughs> would have liked to have seen her just take. I guess hold if it had bullets, her-
0: they would have used it. Like. Orphan black guy wouldn't have had a crossbow. Well, I guess you're. Although right. Although then they write in a line about how no, these are the traditional weapons of the family. You, we use them. Right. Couldn't we traditionally have like an M60 or something like that? Right.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she like you said, it, if they, she had known about it, she they could have brought guns. She could have like taken self defense classes. She could have. <laughs>
0: well, wow, you're really you um, want to rewrite this thing?
1: I do because it, it's an irritating. Well, when me. the sequel
0: Here I Come comes out. Yeah. And if you don't call it Here I Come. You're cowards. I guess. Uh, yeah, you could have um, the same thing. Now she's in control or something. Well, then the, then whole, then... the whole the um, whole mythology of the film is unclear. I guess we should have known that the deal with the devil is real because it literally opens on a devil's face. Yeah, on, that's on the, true. On the game box. And then they all blow up, which is like, oh, okay, I guess there's spirits and ghosts and supernatural stuff. Right. Right. 85 minutes a movie and none of that's ever a part of it. Right. Uh, And then she sees for like a second. Like
1: Like the the guy guy. being
0: like, good job. It's like, what?
1: I know. Um, I. So at the end, I have a question that it it just kind of irritates. It it doesn't quite make sense to me. I think I can kind of parse it out. But (laughs) so like they all explode at the end. Yeah. But
0: she doesn't. Right.
1: Does she not? Because she got married to the family. Does she not die because they haven't accepted her yet? Because she didn't play the game, but, well, or did she not die because she threw the ring at him and said she wanted a divorce?
0: That's your out. If you that's if you ask that question, they can say it's that. But yeah. why would she not? Why does she blow up last? Um, why do they blow up in the order they do? Right. Uh, why does the husband? Not blow up until the she's able end. to be like, mm, "Here's my moment. This right. is a, this is a feminist movie, right? Even though women are casually slaughtered and then just tossed away like garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although one woman does crush another woman's face <laughs> with a puzzle box. Yeah, poor Andy McDowell.
1: Yeah, I know. I I do feel kind 88% of eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow,
0: sixty four on Metacritic.
1: I like think I'm gonna go with Metacritic on this one.
0: Well, I usually do. <laughs> Craft dot com. Would you recommend this? I guess that usually goes before the spoiler, but whatever.
1: Um, you know, I think I would not, and I don't think it's really necessarily worth people's time. Uh, it's it it had a good premise. It just didn't fall through with it.
0: It has a well worn, tested premise. Yeah. But yeah, if for an ensemble film. And I don't want to, I'm not going after the people in the film. No. I just feel like they just never had a chance to really do anything. There no. should be, you, you get the dynamic between the one guy and his wife, and he's, he was the son, right?
1: Yeah. Adam Brody? Mm hmm.
0: Uh, no, I mean, um, orphan black guy. Was he? F-
1: a... Oh, no, the daughter. Oh, okay. his wife was the daughter. Right.
0: But you've got like the thing between them where like he's not really taking it seriously, but yeah. like she's a psycho. Right. And there's just, there could have been more interplay there. We could have got more between them and how they feel and they're sort of turning on each other and making alliances. But instead it's, you know, she just has to, I don't know. I think, I think people like it for, for her, for the main actress. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, who's Hugo Weaving's kid, right?
1: Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe she'll
0: be in the Matrix movies. Maybe. <laughs> Um, I think that they see that she's a star or has potential. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we have to say this is good. No, <laughs> say, and this is good.
1: I, I think she did a decent job in it. But I did one thing else. I, th- I thought was kind of like interesting, and I don't feel like they really played this up the entire film. Uh, Adam Brody's wife, which whose name is either Charity or Chastity. She, like, so he poisons them and is like, uh, I'm going to save Grace now and my brother and it's going to be fine. She comes and, like, is like, I can't believe you would let me die. And she, that's why she's pissed. And then she shoots him. So it's like, I can't believe you would let me die. I'm going to kill you. And, like, it's you never feel like like there's some animosity between the two of them at the, throughout the film. But I just never really feel. I didn't feel like that was earned.
0: Yeah, the like I like I just said, like the relationships between the characters don't don't make any sense or, or yeah. aren't filled out to the point. Like, what what would a murder family be like, and what right. would they
1: probably pretty intense, and like, they are. Yeah, but...
0: and you you get the idea that the one like druggy girls may be doing it to compensate, you know, to feel better about yeah that it's psychologically it's but not really it's just kind of like, oh, it's funny she takes drugs
1: I, I know so it's yeah uh, just they just wanted a character to take drugs, I think
0: so yeah, it just feels I mean. like a retread of the p- plot of cabin in the Woods,
1: yeah, I could see that
0: you know Joss Whedon did that thing where he comes in and basically goes. Well, this is the last movie we'll ever have to make ever in this genre like we did it. Like I just solved all horror movies. Right. With the uh, with the final girl, you know, involved. And then this movie's like, "Oh, we can do that." Right. But don't. though.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Hold my sorry board. <laughs> The Expanse is back. Yeah. And it's bigger. It is. What is The Expanse? Every season, it's something else. Yeah. (laughs) Because now, you thought The Expanse was big before. Now The Expanse expands to... (laughs) Fourteen hundred other systems, I know. across the galaxy or possibly the universe. Mm-hmm. That's a spicy expanse. Yeah, it is. And every year the uh, the opening credit sequence is different. Yes, and the it, there's always a X that's on the um, the last flash of light, you know, on the Terminator of, a, of an eclipse, basically, right? A, yeah, a body going over the sun. But this time it's the ring. Yes, right. So yeah. That is that the expanse, the toothpaste space <laughs> that they go into
1: Yeah. I mean I mean
0: just spoilers for like all of the Expanse if you've never watched the Expanse. Well, yeah. And you want to exactly. just shut us off now. Right. Just on a trope.com. dot com. Hey, give us a review on iTunes. We can yeah. use one of those. Yeah, uh, but we'll keep going. But yeah, the the world of the future is a lot different now mm-hmm. in the fourth season of The Expanse. Uh, Why?
1: Because of the ring uh and uh there's Santa been, Miller. Well, <laughs> yes, Santa Miller. There there have been people who have gone through the ring and uh Christian wants to know about this new earth that they are um uh living on and uh apparently mining like what are they mining again? Like um is I it
0: I think it's lithium. Is it lithium? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, so she wants to know about it, so she sends the crew of the Rasanate out there. And um, you know, they are explorers and stuff like that, so they're probably some good people to send and not really. You don't think so? No, they Well, they haven't explored planets really.
0: Right. They're they're a they're a ragtag team. Yeah. It's a it's a Martian pilot, a That's true. disgraced Earth Navy guy who worked for a water company basically. A former OPA terrorist. Yeah. And just a monster. (laughs) Just murder Snuggles, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, they're all really good at what they do. And they, one time, they got wrapped up in this international inner system conspiracy. Yeah. And helped out the president of the UN. And so now she's like,
1: well, well, you're you're gonna keep
0: working for me. You're and, my team. Yeah, you're right. my guys. So she sends them off to figure out what's going on on Illus. Yeah. Uh aka New Earth. Yeah. Or New Terra.
1: New Terra. Yeah.
0: Which the um the Belters, a group of belters. Yes. So there's a gold rush now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This ring has opened. Um we live in uh, our system in you know the twenty-third century or whatever it is, and resources are scarce, mm-hmm. uh, we're out of space, you know. Um it's like our world right now. Uh, yeah. Everybody's uh, at each other's throats. And so now there are, you know, 1300 or, or whatever other systems, um, presumably with inhabitable planets. So it's a gold rush. It's mm-hmm. the Homestead Act. It's, um, you know, the early days of uh, post Christopher Columbus. Let's yep. get over there. The new world is, is the galaxy. Right. And so before anybody can do anything, and that's something I like about this because I feel like if this was Star Trek or Star Wars or something, right away, the powers that be would swoop in. But in our world and in the um, socio-politically plausible world of the expanse, mm-hmm. the wheels turn slowly. Yeah. So immediately, as soon as this crisis is over, some belters are like, let's go out there. And they're just getting ships. And the UN's like, whoa, whoa, we can't have people just going off and just claiming right. planets. Although you totally could. There are 1,300 systems out there. Mm. Sure, maybe they'd land on a planet that's solid gold. And that might destabilize things but there's a so many planets yeah But they got to stop these people and to do that they're going to send people like Murtry yeah this season's villain
1: yeah yeah i can't remember because i know i recognize him from something i can't remember if we've seen him in the expanse before i feel like we have but i just don't remember no no we haven't no
0: okay. you, you've seen him in many 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 yeah bbc shows yes. where he has played the bad guy
1: yeah and Surprise! Surprise! He's like God He's gave me this face.
0: Why would I waste it? Did you <laughs> Not know? Not playing a bad guy. So I
1: was looking him up. Did you know the character's first name is Adolphus?
0: Adolphus. Yeah.
1: So, so I mean, you just should have known right there.
0: <laughs> hey, well, that name may have died out, but maybe in the future it's come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, blame the guys that wrote the book for that. Uh. So anyway, uh, he works for an energy company, um, which is like you know Earth based basically or whatever, mm-hmm. and this uh, belter racism follows us out to the stars because why wouldn't it right and so they um our ragtag team shows up on this planet uh mostly because um the un president uh avasarala is worried about
1: what's going on yeah
0: like we don't know anything about these planets it's probably fine that they have the planet whatever but if there's something bad Right. Uh, we need to know about get it. Get them
1: and get out of there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because the last time we tangled with technology that we didn't understand, we almost all died. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Yeah. There's some technology we don't understand on this planet. Yeah. They
1: believe <laughs> it is the proto molecule showing its ugly head again.
0: Yeah. So. I think, um, I mean, are we reviewing or?
1: What do you, you want to do? How do you want to do
0: this? I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm asking you. <laughs> How do you? Okay. Well, let's look at it this way. What, what do you think about the show this year? It's a little different.
1: Yeah, um, I'm. It. I mean, I guess I'm okay with it being different, and I haven't read the books, so I, I'm eh, guessing it follows the books pretty closely. I think
0: some people would argue with you about that. Oh, but, okay. But I, I, I take your point.
1: Um, but it, it is a little different because, like, I think you said this while we are watching it. Like, it is nominally a space show, so not anymore. Yeah. Why is it all happening on a well? most of it all happening on a planet um so i mean we have some different things to like deal with as far as that goes and i think one of the big ones is uh naomi nagata like not really dealing with her um not she's not dealing with the gravity on this planet that well she's a belter and so she's not used to like the gravity on like earth or what have you. And it supposedly it's fairly similar. Right. So she's taking these drugs to make her bone less bigger and that sort of stuff. Isn't that what you do? Bone mass bigger or. Yeah. Um, and some other stuff. Wouldn't you have to eat a lot? Yeah, I would think Maybe so. Maybe these
0: injections have like calcium and protein in them. But if you're taking what is essentially like steroids to increase your, uh, your bone and muscle mass, mass yeah. shouldn't she just be like, Oh one second. Cheeseburgers. Make <laughs> some more lasagna, Alex. Come on.
1: Yeah. But she's just like been trying to put on a brave face and like
0: It's weird because that would definitely be a problem. And I like the fact that the show um highlights the fact that people that live on Mars, which has a gravity about half of Earth, I
1: think. I think so.
0: Significantly less, um, uh, would have trouble as we see when Bobby comes to Earth for the yeah. Inquisition thing. Um, but th- they also, even the belters have ships, yeah, and the ships fly at incredible intense speeds, mm-hmm. which mimic the force of gravity. Yes. And so we've invented this drug called the juice. That somehow protects you against that. Wouldn't you have some portable version of the? Because could you, couldn't you just be on the juice all the time? one do think? <laughs> like it's weird that it. I know that you blasted high G's for a couple seconds. You live on a planet for a long time, but you yeah. just feel like they're they would have this down more. But then maybe they wouldn't because everybody treats the Belters like animals, basically. Yeah, they nobody do. Nobody really cares or has worried about that until now. So yeah, which kind of sucks. Everybody in the colony is doing fine.
1: Yeah, um, for the most part. Uh, not a whole lot. No, there are some things that are not going well, thanks to Murdy. Um, but, uh, you know, I, um, I'm i enjoying the show so far. Um, I, I like
0: how people always love how sweary uh, of Sarala is, but I feel like with them moving to streaming mm-hmm. uh, and then also that becoming a meme, now it's just, she she's walks into a scene and you just expect, <laughs> she's like playing with her kids and like <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. um but I think um we've already seen some interesting uh conflicts and things develop um Christian is she there's somebody in the UN who has quit so they could run against her as ambassador and uh she's really stressed about that and then we see that she plays rough and dirty like I mean I guess it's a political thing you try to find any dirt you can on uh opponent but it's it's a little it takes took me a little bit of back because you know I think Christian is somebody that you nominally root for yeah so it's like well but I, I mean I understand why she did it but you kind of hope that she's like above that you know
0: um no no she basically like sold out like one of her best friends
1: oh okay I guess you're in right. the
0: first season yeah. <laughs> to get information about about Mao's like, you know, stealth ships and like Mm -hmm. this conspiracy and like basically just sold that guy down the river and he was lucky to like stay out of jail. But
1: it's it's all about,
0: we're setting up a storyline where politics is a dirty game. We've known that from just being alive on our earth, but also watching this show and we're going to see her have to try to play this game while having a much bigger fish to fry, which is... Are we
1: safe? Yeah.
0: And and Holden has probably let her know that, yeah, there's a lot of planets out there, but a lot of these systems are exploded because of something. And we don't know if that thing could come to Earth. And so mm-hmm. she's doing that. And then meantime, this like Peter Buttigieg or Kamala Harris, which one is she? Uh, do I think? don't know. Or not Kamala Harris, excuse me, Tulsi Gabbard. No, Let's she's... call it, she's Tulsi Gabbard. Wow. This Tulsi Gabbard figure is trying to gain this sort of charismatic support for her, for her run for the UN president. It's yeah. I mean it's all it's all topical, right?
1: Yeah, it is. So she's
0: gotta deal with real problems while she's probably gonna lose her position to this other girl who has no idea what's what's involved. Yeah, that's true. But where's the girl from Lost though? That's what I want well, to know. I think
1: she's not <laughs> gonna be in it this <laughs> no, year. I don't think she is either um for good or for bad. Um I
0: Can Holden just punch every problem?
1: I don't think he can.
0: But it's worked so far.
1: <laughs> well, and
0: when we uh we've so there's what 10 episodes. I think so. I think we only got through like the first four or so. Yep. Um and the fourth one ends with after Murtry has killed like half yep. the camp. Uh it's there's a real um and it works that the belters are mostly not white guys with beards. They mm-hmm. didn't have the mm-hmm. guy from Lost Girl, but yeah. he got shot like right away. Yeah. Um it's, you know, a diverse amount of people. There's a real like Hey, what's up? We're, I'm John Smith, and we're going to start taking all your stuff and right. killing the native people. Like, I get it. But then Holden just <laughs> punches the guy and is like, You're done now. It's yeah. Like, he's
1: like, You're not in charge but, anymore.
0: Yeah. But I feel like this guy is, it's going to be, gonna tough tough handle it. it's well. not going to be, you're not dealing with, um, uh, with limp wristed bureaucrats here. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, this guy, I know he's a skinny guy, but he's, he's like Amos. Like, he's a killer. Yep. He doesn't, he works for this energy company, but they, found him because he does this. Yep. So I don't think it's going to be quite that easy.
1: No. I mean, Holden takes his gun and I'm like, I'm like sitting there like under whose authority is he in charge now? Christians? Can he do that? Um, Well,
0: I mean, the problem is, is that there is no interstellar law, right? That's true. I think the Belters just are going with squatters rights. We got here first. Right. The energy company, I, guess i missed why i mean the belters can't fight back so they're just like well it's a big planet so you guys go over there and we'll be over here i'm not sure why they're letting them be there
1: i'm not sure why they are except for guns yeah
0: but yeah you're right i mean technically nobody has any authority Mm -hmm. it's just gonna be we're in the wilderness here right might is gonna make right and we'll see what happens
1: right um might yes i I also want to mention bobby draper just really quick um we see her trying to adapt to her new life, and she, you know, has dealt with failure in her own way, but always being true to herself and her beliefs. And she has an okay job, but she's she has a job. And then through all these different events, like, she finds out her nephew is in some shady dealings, and so she goes and beats the crap out of everybody there and ruins the lab and is like, come on, let's go. And then she basically gets blackmailed from the guy who's in charge of that to do something kind of underhanded and shady. And she does it. And then she tells her boss. And her boss is like, huh, you know, you could do some more of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, come in. That sounds great. Yeah. And she was like, what the hell is going on? And, and <laughs> yeah, so then she ends up working for the shady she's guy. She's the
0: Martian Holden, basically. She's yeah. She also... How many Holdens have we got in these shows? In yeah, the I know. Um. She also can't ever, like, she's just too noble for mm-hmm. her own good in this world um, of conflicted loyalties and, and stuff like that. And so at every turn, she's the guy blackmails her. She's like, okay. She just goes to the cops. I believe being blackmailed. Right. And then the cop she talks to is like, yeah, I'm the one doing it. So
1: Right, exactly.
0: And it's just too bad because the same thing happened with Holden when he was, um, this was in a prequel comic or something like that, but he um, refused to fire on civilians. That's why he got kicked out of the Navy. But then he was able to join a merchant fleet and use his skills that way. Mm -hmm. So, is there, there's no, I guess, as a ground pounder and just jarhead, there's just no
1: alternative way to
0: her, for her to turn her skills into something unless it's. The secretary general of the U.N. saying, yeah. hey, why not use your skills for me? My yes. old, my bald guy got killed. I need a new bald guy.
1: Right. And she didn't want to
0: do that. And now she's working for the bad guys because she doesn't have any other choice.
1: I know. And I think she really messed up on that one. And she should have worked for Christian. Um, also, one other thing. I feel like Holden should stop listening to Miller when he appears because he just gets more trouble. Whenever he he deals with him,
0: you're not bringing me good gifts, <laughs> no.
1: Santa Miller. Like, cut this root, okay? Um, now this ancient tech that I don't know anything about could be a proto molecule is going to have tremors across this planet, and then there's going to be lightning strikes. I mean, nothing good came of that.
0: Well, my thing is like it's just it's all a machine right yeah like it's a planet that you can live on with atmosphere but the whole thing because it's got like 11 moons that are all yeah equal equally spaced which i suppose could happen but it's somebody clear a, a civilization with technology beyond our imaginings has assembled a machine here to do something and while you're living on this machine Maybe you don't want to turn it on. Right. But that's what they're doing. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this has definitely been, I know that the books, there's like eight or nine books and they're still going. And hopefully the show will get a chance to go for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's keep Bezos happy, but keep buying, buy all this stuff from Amazon and use a Just Enough Trope link. That's right. But, uh, yeah, um. There's been a huge paradigm shift, and I like it so far. But I wonder what the next shifts will be. Oh, sure. You know, I can yeah, see in another couple go? seasons, we've unlocked the secret of proto molecule. Yep. And now humans are using it, and we're we barely recognize ourselves, and mm-hmm. so you know, we're all blue.
1: Right. Right. Um. I had one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, The Belters capture one of their own. I can't remember the guy's name. I don't either. But um, he's kind of an a-hole but he's a charismatic a-hole and like he um, can really get people on his side by just what he says and he gets several of the Belter factions on his side and so much so that they decide they're going to let him go. I feel like this is probably a bad idea and like what if he is planning other stuff where he's like cause he like he is. He like blew up the ship with inners on it and like they all freaking spaced. Uh so like if he does other things, you are gonna be responsible in a way for letting that happen.
0: And he's Naomi's baby daddy? Apparently. Yeah.
1: Which is Great. Um,
0: I think that I like that character. I like this character. I want to see what yeah, it goes. I mean, he's, I do. A, he's a piece of garbage, but yeah. Something that bothered me. They they clearly set this up as like a neat set piece, and I thought it was neat. They have him in the airlock. Yeah. Um, ready to get rid of him, and then, uh, for some reason. Oh, no, they've all, there's no gravity in the ship because I guess they're stationary, right? There's only thrust gravity. So they've all got their magnet boots on, but he's in the airlock and he's just sort of floating. He's floating, floating. Yeah. yeah. And so he gives this whole speech, this like five minute long speech where we just see him. And I'm thinking, weren't the Belters, didn't they use hand motions to talk? Remember that in the first season when Jay J- oh, Hernandez is like, yeah. the prostitute is like teaching him because part oh, of yeah. their culture was, Having to communicate like deep sea divers, you know, without necessarily being able to talk to each other, so they had like a lot, a lot of like sign language in their yeah, thing so too. Why didn't they that do got that? dropped. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time he should, because they made a a big point of like his body just being still, floating, and just listen to his golden voice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't he also have been? Yes. Doing a little of this and a little of that. Absolutely. A little macarena.
1: I also noticed.
0: He, oh God, he's doing the macarena.
1: He had no neck tattoos.
0: Yeah, maybe he's Which a fake is belter. I don't know his I don't know his background.
1: <laughs> he seemed pretty impassioned for the belter's cause to be a fake belter, but I was curious as to why he didn't have any.
0: I love that David Strathern is on this show and he's just some guy. <laughs> yeah. Like he's definitely a cool character and they give him some stuff to do, but he's really like down the list of like the stars of the show. In sure. fact, like Kara G. drummer is probably above him and he's like very famous actor, won you, many awards. Are you talking
1: and... about the older guy who's a belter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> so I mean, you know, hey, it's it works. Work. Yeah. It's a cool show.
1: Exactly. But he's a cool character. He was the. I like him. Yeah.
0: Like he was the main. He was the Professor X on Alphas. Oh and yeah, on that's this, right. He's just like well, I'm. Just gonna have some cool lines every once in a while. Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh yeah. He did help her out when she had that accident with her back and stuff like that, which seems to be healing okay-ish. Yeah.
0: Well, so. when you're in zero G a lot, you don't have to worry about a broken leg.
1: Yeah, that's probably pretty nice. So
0: <laughs> You got plans?
1: Uh, no. No, I do not. <laughs> Something I need to know about?
0: No. <laughs> so, yeah, I wish that we had binged the whole thing in one sitting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll definitely be watching the rest of it uh, in the... Hours and days to come, I guess. Yes. And if we have anything else to say about it, I guess we'll say something then. Sounds good. What do you uh what do you think is gonna happen?
1: Um, I think Murtry is gonna cause some more trouble. Um who can we
0: kill that isn't our big four? Because if this was any other show, mm-hmm. I would say watch out. Right. We might lose one of the big four. Yeah. But I don't think we will. This though. show has been through so much Yeah. and has switched networks and has survived on the murder snuggle memes and things like that, mm-hmm. that I don't think they feel like they're in a position where we could lose one of these people. No. And I would say the big, the the best choice, best, kill Naomi, mm-hmm. but you're getting rid of a black woman. That seems bad. Yep. And I think, I don't know, I think the internet would flip over if they got rid of, uh, Amos, so yeah, I Alex, think that too. Watch yeah. yourself.
1: I don't want to choose which one of them goes.
0: Ho ho ho! <laughs> now you don't have to. Santa Miller's here. He's got a little ball on the top of his. Does he have his fedora or does he have a Santa hat?
1: It's a fedora Santa hat.
0: It's a red and white fedora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. And there, there's a little pom pom on the top. Of
0: it. Ho ho ho! <laughs> <laughs> up on the front top slap 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 <laughs> his, his bare feet yeah <laughs> Well, we did it. Uh, In under two hours, no less. Uh, Can't wait for that Xbox Series 2, X1, 59,
1: whatever it's called.
0: PDQ, (laughs) the next new one. Uh, Yeah, hey, uh, tell us what you think about the new Xbox, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, You can store uh, your snacks in there and (laughs) everything, and it makes coffee too. uh, on our social media, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all those other places, and join us on our Discord. We've got a link in our show notes if you want to join us to discuss uh, pretty much everything. I'm trying to think of what we don't talk about on the Discord.
1: I can't think of anything.
0: No animal husbandry just yet, (laughs) but when the new goat simulator comes out... (laughs) I'm sure that'll change. So we talk about video games and movies and TV, uh, all the pop culture pop culture topics that you love. Yes. So join us there. Why don't you? Also, in the meantime, uh, whatever listening platform that you listen to us on, we wish that you would give us a rating. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty easy. Uh, I'd appreciate it. We don't ever really push for ratings, and it's not that. Um, it's it's like it, it's it'd be like taking the drugs. When okay. You, when you go high Gs, right? Okay. Nobody wants to have the juice. They they have a pained expression right. when the juice gets blasted yeah. into them. Slow down. Uh <laughs> But they have to do it, and that's me with the ratings. You know, uh-huh. um, we get messages on social media. You know, people talk to us on Twitter and stuff like that. I know people like the show. I know people are listening. Mm-hmm. But any show on the Just Enough Trump Network that you listen to, the sort of transaction that you make is we'd appreciate a rating and a review. Absolutely. And I see other shows uh, that have like a lot of ratings, and most of them good. Yeah. <laughs> and we only have a couple. And so I feel like I've been letting that... I've been not doing my duty as a host um, asking for ratings. I don't want to beg and I don't want to bug you, but... Uh, we'd appreciate that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's really important to uh, keep the shows going. If and... only
0: to let the robot overlords know that we're we yes, we doing, doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. So whatever it is, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, got this whole weird list now, uh, mm-hmm. Blueberry, Deezer, all these other things <laughs> that we're on. Uh, wherever you get it from, uh, drop us one of those. Uh, give us a review and a rating. We'd appreciate it. Uh, give us five cracker boxes with
1: with steroids
0: electronic steroids
1: steroid cracker boxes
0: Whoa. we'll put them all together here it's a game box okay right yeah xbox game box ready or not game box mhm nothing for the expanse <laughs> and it's brought by santa miller there you go and inside are circuit boards and steroids okay <laughs> <laughs> Don't ship that over state lines. That might be a no. problem. You might get in trouble for yeah. that. So maybe give us five stars instead. We'd appreciate it. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Um, talk about the holidays. Talk about Christmas. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And um, we'll be doing um, something special for Christmas. Uh, and then, of course, the week after, we'll be doing our year-end show. Where we talk about some of our picks for the best things in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all, we're looking for nominations as well. If there's something that you thought was great for this year, uh, let us know on uh, Facebook, social media, or in Discord. Yes. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your
1: co host, Mikan Hanna. Keep
0: the Geek fires Happy burning. Happy in his
1: big red suit. Happy in his big red suit.